Driscoll, welcome to Valley Naval Gazing, the Valley Indies podcast. Valleyindy.org is a nonprofit, independent, nonpartisan, pretty cool website. I already gave the URL. We report on news and stuff in the lower Naugatuck Valley. My host is reporter Ethan Fry. Co-host. You're, you're the host. I'm not going to. Eminently. I should probably stop. No, this. let's just do it live. No, man. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Whatever. It'll be like in the old days when we first started this or this version of this podcast where we do it in a New Haven on WNHH 103.5 LPFM live and constantly be uh, messing up the it's first. It's been a long week, man. It's okay. The first, that is. Yeah, we're recording this. It's Friday, July something. 21st. July 21st. So we had this week nominating conventions, political caucuses, Derby Republicans, Derby Democrats, Seymour Democrats, and Sonia Republicans and Sonia Democrats. Mm. Uh, on top of all that, la- I mean, last night we had three conventions alone, last night being Thursday. This is going to rec- or broadcast on, on Monday on the radio and valleyindy.org. In addition to the three conventions we come or covered last night, we had some, uh, I learned late that there, have, there were issues mm. with one of the nominating conventions, the Derby Democrats. Uh, there was a there were there were two candidates who want, wanted to be mayor there, and they voted to choose one through secret ballot, which is a no no according to the state rules of the Connecticut Democratic Party. So now, as we record this, it's three thirty, and at five p.m., I'm scheduled to listen in on a resolution hearing happening between all the parties involved. And if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, it's Mayor Degato is the two-term incumbent there, uh, but the party, the majority of the members of the Derby Democratic Town Committee opted to endorse Carmen DeCenzo. Uh, so anyway, a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on. It's a very different year this year compared to previous years mm. in the Valley. I mean, it's always lively, but I feel like we've already had the election. I, I mean, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I stayed up two in the two in the morning. You were up for a while. We worked all day yesterday, started early in the morning. Mm. Uh, and it's never ending. So well, as we, yeah, as we saw in Derby, these nominating conventions are, are you know mini elections in and of themselves. And to a lesser extent, with the uh, Ansonia Alderman's uh, nominations, there were a few uh, changes there as well. Um, and I'm gonna what I'm gonna do right now, Ethan, is just uh, not to interrupt you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hit send on this Facebook status right, update, yeah, yeah. and we'll see if we can get some people uh, to call in and share their thoughts. If you're mm. listening to this on the radio right now. Uh, this is pre-recorded, but we can get people on. All right, here we go. Publish. I wait. I should look at it first. Want to talk Derby and Sonia Seymour political races? We're recording a podcast right now. Two zero three four four six two three three five to share your thoughts. All right, boom. We'll see if anybody uh, wants to call. But maybe we should start. Let's go uh, alphabetically. And so let's start with Seymour. No, I'm, <laughs> uh, go reverse. And Sonia. And Sonia. And Sonia. And Sonia. What's the story there? We got Mayor Cassetti, popular mayor, 
very, very tough to beat. Let's be honest. It's it's you know he is a heavy favorite going for what his third term. I'm confused. Third now. term, which he uh, they say would be a record. They say uh, you know no. Uh, I How's that I a record for? I haven't gone through like the no. the uh, history, but they say no Republican mayor has been elected to three straight terms. Uh, obviously, the Democrats have a registration advantage. Uh, not like exactly sure how much, you know, roughly, I think, two to one um, in terms of uh, just like political uh, voter Close. registration. Let me take care of that. That's the police scanner it's just on my own scanner, thing. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, but yeah, Cassetti won uh, in 2013, his first term, and then really blew out the, uh, the, his challenger uh, in his, when he was first up for re-election in 2015. Um, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, like, you know. Was it, there anything, a, like walking in, was there anything, uh, you know, you always try to think these things can be very repetitive, and you try to some extent as a writer, reporter, and now that we've been around for a couple of years and have some experience covering these communities, and we live here, and our office is in Ansonia. Mm. Uh, w did you have a particular angle you were anticipating walking in, and did it did it live up to that, or no? Not really. I mean, uh, in the, like when an incumbent is renominated, it, it's pretty. You know, it's not really. You know, if there's like a challenge or something, yeah, obviously that's that's newsy. But there wasn't uh, in this instance. But we were thinking, and we can actually play a clip of some mm -hmm. of the. We were thinking that uh, possibly, maybe. I mean, there's there's a rift, or at least there was a rift between uh, Phil Tripp, the president of the board of aldermen, and Mayor Cassetti. There's sort of almost two like party rival, rival factions within, within the Republican Party. Yeah, yeah. but they um, get, they got along. They they everybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like they uh, everybody supported. There was no other nominations for mayor. Um, uh, everybody uh, Cassetti was nominated. Um, afterward, uh, Mr. Tripp said, you know, he, he did, he did, wasn't looking for the nomination or anything. That's something that, you know, there's been whispers about in the past and rumors and everything, but he said, no, he, uh, he endorses or he's supporting the party slate. There was a, like, so he said he well, was, before you do that, yeah. let's play a clip of a uh, Phil Tripp talking to you, Ethan, uh, last night, which was Thursday, July 20th? 20th, yeah, and 20th. It's, it starts out with a discussion of Fifth Ward Alderwoman Joan Radin, oh, yeah, that was who the Republicans didn't renominate. Uh, they chose to support uh, Chicago Rivers instead, and uh, her fellow Fifth Ward Alderman, current Alderman Joe Yauman. Um, we've reached out to Ms. Raid and I haven't heard back about whether she plans to primary or not. But you called her yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, so the beginning of this clip with Phil Tripp is me and another reporter from, uh, me and another reporter, Mike Mako, asking about, uh, you know, what he thought of the whole situation of, of how Joan Raiden wasn't renominated. Here we go. Hi, Ethan. Uh, when you talked about Joan, yeah, uh, so good. Uh, you said uh, she got the highest vote outside the fifth ward. No, 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 no. Outside the hilltop, the okay, hilltop outside. votes more than anybody else. But in wards one through five, Joan Raiden received the highest number of votes of anybody running for alderman in wards one through five two years ago. Now, if she decides to primary or run as an independent, you want campaign with her at all? Uh, I am endor I am supporting the endorsed slip. 
I am supporting the Republican ticket. I am supporting the endorsement. When everybody got up cheering Mayor Cassetti's nomination, you were, you were slower to rise than most. Or were you were you I, hoping to be nominated? Were no, you? not at all. Not at all. I do not covet the position of mayor. I do not envy the mayor. Um, I mean, you guys have you and the, you and the administration have butted heads on various issues right. in the past. I think it's fair to say. Right. So was that just a reflection of that, or? You know, um, I let me put it this way. I have been a lifelong Republican. I think I did the math. I've been a Republican for 41 years. Um, I am supporting the Republican ticket. The mayor is leading our ticket. So, of course, he has my support in this upcoming election. Um, and, you know, obviously the mayor has a lot of his family here, a lot of his core supporters are here. So maybe they were a little bit more energetic than I but, uh as I said previously, I am supporting the Republican team. All right, very nice. Good job, Ethan. So the other thing or aspect or, or news you asked about during the uh, convention there in Ansonia, Republicans nominating uh, Mayor Cassetti again, was Mayor Cassetti's brother was nominated for... The third ward. This uh, last, uh, last time around, uh, the... Democrats only had uh, their only two representatives on the board of aldermen currently are in the third ward and the Republicans didn't didn't challenge them last time around uh, this time around the Republicans uh, did nominate two people uh, Dominic Philippone uh, who wasn't there last night and the mayor's brother Joe Cassetti and I talked to uh, Joe Cassetti after the convention um, just talking about a little bit about his background and then all oh, he was arrested. Yes. It? Yeah. He, uh, he was, uh, sent to prison in 2011, uh, in connection with a, uh, marijuana grow operation on route Avenue. And there's stories. And, that, yeah. We know, have like, links to that in our, uh, in that story. So and you approached I, I him asked and him about that just because, you know, obviously I think that would be, uh, um, public definitely has, yeah, a, yeah. has a right to know, and it, we wouldn't be doing our jobs unless uh, we asked that question as unpleasant as it may yeah, be yeah, yeah. but obviously he, he knows he has the conviction he knows he's taken uh, a role in, in public office but he handled it he didn't get angry or anything and he mm. totally answered your question and, and here is that clip right now you were were you a former alderman yes alderman before yes and i i was on both sides both teams democrats and republicans and republicans i initiated as a republican and then i went democrat but now because my brother <laughs> has been a Republican successful for the last few years. I, I jumped parties again. And did you resign when you had that difficulty with like the uh, federal drug case? Or, no, or? no. It was years before that. Okay. And then, just in light of that conviction, I guess, uh, like, I mean, you paid your. I don't know if you like, yeah. went to. I, you I got like probation the, or something. I don't. I don't know no, what the details. No, were. I, I paid my uh, my debt to society. And uh, I would say this about that. Uh, lessons learned. When you learn a lesson from somebody else, you tend to not put too much value on it. When you learn a lesson by yourself and you pay the price, then the, 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 the learning sticks. So I would say that, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot. I just wanted to... I got you. Know, you. 
get that no, response. We get it out of there, get it out there, because uh, listen, as far as I can tell, there's a there's a felon in at least every family, so, you know, throughout the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like we're, we all come to the to the altar like virgins. Okay, that was Joe Joseph. Uh, Joseph, Cassetti? yeah. Kennedy, yeah. that's it. Kennedy, sorry. <laughs> Cassetti. I'm really tired, folks. I apologize. So that was that. What about, I, I had seen, we were looking at, I was doing a separate story. On, I'll get this out somehow. I was doing a separate story on uh, this derby thing where the Republicans keep hammering uh, Mayor Degato on this 10% tax increase. And actually, it originated, the first place I saw it was on the Ansonia Republican Facebook page. Right. Uh, and I was in, taking that, embedding into the story I'm, I'm working on, and then I saw in the comments section there was a back and forth between uh, Vinny Scarlatta, a Republican and a member of the Board of Education, basically saying, why is the Ansonia Republican Party uh, you know, sticking its nose in, in, in Derby? So that's further evidence of that. Mm. Of that rift, did did he is he running again? Is he? Yeah, he was. He wasn't there at the convention or the caucus, whatever you want to call it. Last night. Yeah, I know we probably got that wrong all week. He so. was. Uh, Sorry, Rick Dunn. He'll correct us. <laughs> he, uh, Mr. Scarlatta, was nominated by uh, Bill Nimmons, the president of the Board of Ed, who was there. I'm not exactly sure, like how that whole uh, the Board of Ed nominations went, because it was right after. Uh, the mayor's speech, and I had asked the mayor to uh, go outside briefly to take a picture of him. When I got back, he, uh, Mr. Scarlatta and uh, Aretta Kotalis, both of whom are current Republican members of the Board of Education, uh, were renominated, and I, I don't think there were any, uh, you know, challengers or anything like that. Um, so, you know, it, 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 judging from you know Mr. Tripp's comments, uh, which we heard earlier, there seems to be a an effort within the Republican Party to at least, you know, present a united front for the next few months in terms of uh, this November's elections, regardless of, you know, what what differences they have among themselves. And I guess it says something. They have their disputes in public pretty much. I mm. mean, they they it's not you know, it's not like they get in there and are completely quiet during Board of Alderman meetings. If they have something to say, they'll say it. So. Uh, so that's that. Yeah. Anything else? Did Mayor Cassetti's speech? Did anything uh, jump out as particularly newsworthy or surprising? Or not really. I mean, I mean the vibe it was, is they it know. Was basically, when you're a two-term incumbent, you you run on your record, and he said, like, look at my record. You know, taxes have not gone up. Three years, they've gone down slightly. Uh, the Did grand, he use the word slightly, or no, is that you? I, that's me. Uh, okay. Um, the grand list has grown like modestly. Somebody. That again, modestly is my term, uh, but it it has grown over the since he took office. And uh, as he pointed out, uh, Farrell is still in Ansonia. Um, you know, it, it's not exactly a Republican. Oh, we got a call. We got a call. Saved by the uh, bell there. So yeah, where were you going with there? I was getting I, a little well. Nervous. I mean, Let's to see. to I'll right, I'll pick up on, on that. I'll I'll return. Valley Independent Sentinel. Hey, it's JR. Hey, JR. Oh, wow. Are you are you calling for this talk uh, show we're doing right now, or are you calling just to talk about news? Talk about news. All right, wait, hold on, hold on. I got to stop. Did you want me to do the talk show? Well, we had just put out a call on our Facebook page about uh, something else. But wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me turn this off for a sec. All right, so we're back on the air there. The air. We had uh, look look how cool we are. I'm gonna leave the beginning of that that Jr. Jr. Romano just calls us out of the blue. Mm. We're power brokers here at the Valley Indy. 
Uh, He's the chairman of the state Republican Party. Yeah, I had said earlier the Ansonia Democrats have roughly two to one numerical advantage. 3,169 registered Democrats, 1,563 registered Republicans. Those numbers were given to me yesterday by one of the registrars of voters. Of course, unaffiliateds outnumber them all. There are 4,024 of them. And 124 others. Like, I don't know. Let's segue. Greens or something. Let's segue. uh, That was J.R. Romano just calling just to clarify something. Um, And speaking of like the state Republican committee over in Derby during the uh, Derby Republican meeting, Republican town committee meeting and during which they endorsed candidates uh, for the office. For offices or for the municipal slate in November, they had Chuck Pine there. He's the yeah. I, he I, was at the Ansonia Republicans too. Woodbridge a, resident, yeah. state treasurer, treasurer for the state. I, th- I believe so. The state, yeah, the Republican state party. party. And, and he was saying like, hey, the the uh, the National Republican Party wants to flip Connecticut. They think they got yeah, a really Malloy. good chance yeah. to get rid of Malloy. So he's saying that means we're going to have more money, mm. and that's going to filter down, trickle down to uh, to you. Uh, to the locals, so mm. and I'm, I'm getting texts from my wife. There's a lot, a lot going on today. I got another text here. I don't even know what this is. Who, who's this? All of the drinks. I don't even know I what that, that means. That was in response to our uh, solicitation for calls. And there's another. I got another text. This is just, this is just crazy. Uh, but anyway, so you, you know, it's the Republicans are really. F- oh my God! <laughs> so the the Republicans, at least in Derby, that they're feeling. Uh, their oats is that a, is that even a thing? Mm. They're feeling energized right mm. now. They 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 sort of like the fact that there is some uh, infighting going on on the other side, and uh, you know the the Democrats are sort of going uh, at each other's throats. And there's this mistake or not mistake that happened during the Democratic nominating convention, so it makes the Republicans look good, perhaps. But uh, here's a clip of Chuck Pine talking uh, in Derby to local Republicans. If you've been reading the paper, you'll see that many of these folks who already announced have already pulled in $100,000 or more in donations. There is a lot of money in Connecticut that wants change. And to see that much money coming into the Republican fold this early on is very encouraging. But I'm going to ask everybody to do some, although we obviously have a local favorite, whoever our candidate winds up being and as the group sort of you know winds down, please, do not take your marbles and go home. We've got to stay united as a party, as voters, as Republicans, to get the Democrats out of the governor's mansion. And the other thing I did, uh, talking to Derby Republicans, I asked, uh, oh no, I'm going to have to say her last name, and I don't know how, so I'm going to throw it to you. You think I would know after all these years? Oh, uh, Judy? S- Judy, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's, yeah I guess that's her first name. Sefchak, yes. I believe. Yes. I was asking uh, Judy Sefchak, who is the chairwoman of the Derby Tax Board, and she had run Mayor Steferi's uh, campaigns in Derby. He was the mayor uh, when we first started in 2009. Uh, you know, is it good? Are you guys, this, is this really good news for your candidate, Rich Zekin, uh, this infighting that's happening with the Democrats? And her answer is surprising, uh, because and, and, and what I love about our local uh, politicians and local residents is that People talk like they're not afraid to, to, mm. to share their thoughts. So she says it could be a double-edged sword. And I'll play that clip for you right now. 
the Republican Party? If they primary each other, it helps us a bit because they're going to be criticizing each other. You know, and that always helps. On the, that's on the positive side for us. On the negative side, it gets them more into the news. It's all about them, and we're going to be kind of back here in the back. So they get to dominate. What about, like, I was assuming, okay, if they go at it and really uh, beat each other up, isn't that how people jump ship and try? Do you think you can pick up any potential converts? Or? No, they're, they're just taking sides. You know? just, they don't like their style. Some of them just don't like their style. Just, and that's it, okay. It's not a team. And as you said, like a couple, like there's been, a, you know, some of these, I don't know if you want to call them like conflicts or what, you know, little hiccups or whatever, um, you know, it, it, it's done out in the open at these caucuses we've been attending so far. Um, I don't have, you know, vast political reporting experience, but in like the, in other towns I've covered, uh, like in Brookfield, for example, they have the nominating caucus and they they kick the reporters out and then once they've hashed out everything and have a slate they invite you in and say all right here's the slate we're all united yeah it's it's good to see you know the some of the sausage made yeah uh, for lack of a better uh and that was the thing if anybody uh outside of the city of derby uh during the 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 derby democratic town convention you know the, the issue there uh the complaint that was raised by one of the members after the meeting was that they voted by secret ballot but it wasn't the entire thing was public mm. they uh you know, everybody was there uh people made speeches for Carmen Desenzo speeches spe- people made speeches for Anita Degato and then they you know wrote whoever they preferred on a piece of paper and just dropped it in the box and according to my interview with Linda Fusco uh, and this this will just keep him bear in mind that by the time this publishes Monday, we'll have a completely new story on this. Mm. So everything I'm saying right now could change or could be old. But Linda Fusco said the issue was that they didn't have the people voting sign mm-hmm. their votes. Uh, so very interesting stuff in Derby. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like it was secret in that no one was there. I mean, I videotaped yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. pictures in the Connecticut Post. There were three reporters there. Uh, 75 people in the room. It was all very open. And the same thing with the Derby Republicans. And I left this out of my story. I didn't think it was really, um, uh, I don't know, I just thought it was would go on a tangent and confuse people. But, you know, the, the Derby Republicans had a couple of names walking in. You know, they had like a couple of names that were like sort of scratched in as maybe they'll mm. nominate this person. But it all depends. Like you, they could show up and somebody else says, well, I want it. And yeah. then they'll say, okay. Uh, and one of them was uh, Tom D'Onofrio, who is who was two years ago unaffiliated, but he ran on Rich Zekin's underticket for alderman, and he was voted in. But he has now left uh, Zekin's ticket and has gone to Carmen Desenzo because they've known each other forever, uh, both football coaches at Derby High and all and all that. So they have a history. So. They had to get somebody else uh, in there. But I thought it was commendable that the Republican Party, they could have said, we're going to have a closed caucus right now. If you're not a registered Republican, you can't be you can't be in this. And then we're going to hash it out like you had just mm. said. Uh, so they didn't look like they were unprepared or something like that or like one of their people uh, was jumping ship. And then the other interesting thing is like I had talked to Sam Palastro, the Republican Party head in in Derby, and there's no ill will uh, towards you know the Republicans or, or D'Onofrio. They said, hey, he came and he said, 
you know, I've known this guy for a long time and all it's nothing against Rich Zekin, but I'm going to do this, which brings me just to another thought, a pundit like thought on the Derby race. I mean, I live in Derby and I think it's exciting this year because you really have three candidates who want to be mayor. You know, if Anita Degato didn't want to be mayor, she would just step aside at this point. Mm. She really wants the job. So, uh, you know, and I think if you look at what being a mayor is in, 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 in Durban and, and Sonia are challenging cities. It's not like all glory. You mm. know what I mean? It's not like uh, whatever. So I think she wants the job. And then you have Carmen DeCenzo. And uh, I'll play a clip from him now. But I had asked him because he was always like the name out there. There are a couple of names you would hear. Like Vintanucci was another one. Like mm-hmm. these these guys, these names that are come down off the mountain and, and run for mayor, and that'll be it. Mm. They're going to win. And DeCenzo has been a name that has been thrown out there for a couple of years. He's and he's like, been the, the highest vote-getter among the yeah, board of aldermen. Yeah, it's been rumored like every single election. politically popular person. For, for like, you know, the last three election cycles, his name has been floated. And, uh, and it was, he was considering it. But I asked him, you know, why, why now? Mm. And he says, you know, he's had six years of training. So that says something. And, and here's a clip from Carmen DeCenzo where he just says what I just said. Sorry. So I know in years past, you were always kind of the, the dark horse out there. Carmen's going to run. DeCenzo's going to run. Uh, what made, what spurred you this year? Because I know you had considered it strongly in years past. But, I didn't want to run when I didn't know enough about the city. And now that I'm on the boards for, you know, six years, you know, I, I learned what I needed to learn, and I thought it was time to run. And, you know, one of the major problems I have is I don't, I don't believe Anita has the support in the party to beat Rich Seekin this time. And, uh, that's Based on the, the last election. Correct. Correct. And that's one of the major reasons why I'm running. And then you have uh, Rich Zekin, a retired Hamden police officer. He's interesting, too. I think he's similar to... He wants the job as well. He lost the last election by 112 votes to Mayor Degado, right, in 2015. And uh, he immediately takes a job in City Hall. And I really think... He had said, you know, that was said, we're going to groom him. We're going to show him the the ropes of government. And you first hear that, you think it's kind of... That's just something they put on a press release, but... I think it's true with him. He went over there for training to, to, to get an idea of uh, constituent work and, and, and the inner workings of, of a city hall. So I don't think he had to do that. He is getting criticized. There is, it hasn't published yet, but I have a letter from uh, Carmen DeCenzo's campaign saying, uh, Rich Zekin, you abandoned Derby for Ansonia. You could have been on our WPCA and you chose not to. You could have done volunteer work, but instead... And that's another very interesting thing that's happening in this race, which we've never seen before uh, since the you know, Valley Indy launched in 2009. There's this Derby and Sonia interplay happening, which is sort of the like the Trump-Russia stuff mm-hmm. we're seeing, where you have the Ansonia Republican Party, in a way, is exerting their influence to some extent uh, over Derby. You know, they, they want uh, sort Zekin... Of- initiated some controversy on a Facebook post, right? And, and about the... Well, I mentioned that early. With, oh, okay. Earlier, yeah, what yeah, they yeah. had said, yeah, the uh, the Ansonia GOP had pointed out that derby taxes increased by 10% last year. They had a 3.6 uh, 
uh, uh, the, the tax rate increased no by 3.6 mils. And Ansonia, you know, I skipped over the Ansonia Democrats. They've got uh, a veteran of this podcast. Mm. Tarek Raslin is running for mayor. And I was sort of bummed out. And like I said, I am, I am tired. It's Friday. But I was, I was, the comments on our Facebook page yeah. were getting a, they were getting a little, uh, I thought it was, I, I, I was surprised it was like getting a little ugly so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within hours of the, yeah. uh, the nomination. It's like, it, it, it seemed like a lot of people didn't even know who he was, but ah, he sucks. It's like, whoa, wait a second. The guy, you know, let's not forget we're, this isn't yeah. Trump versus Clinton. We're trying to, these are your, this is your neighbor, mm. a new guy to the city trying to, and, and obviously I, I, I think he'd probably be the first to say it's, his chances of winning are not good. Just based on the fact Ed Adamowski was a name mm. last time. He was known in Ansonia and, you know, Cassetti is popular. You can't you can't deny that. But you can't let's demonize a guy right off the bat just because he's he's putting it out there. And we had a great I mean I posted it on Facebook. He was on our podcast immediately after the election. Uh, you know, when Trump beat With Kurt Miller first select right. And it's more. like it's like you had Kurt Miller had one point of view. Tarek had another point of view. You and I don't share the same mm. uh, political beliefs. So you had four people sitting around a table just talking without yelling at each other or insulting each other. And uh, I'm kind of, that's my hope. I'm already a little drained because there's already been a lot of negativity, not just in Anson, in Derby too. Uh, I just hope, uh, you know, our goal anonymous is to- smears, we've already gotten some We've of gotten those. a whole bunch of, yeah, yeah, a whole bunch of just anonymous stuff that, you know, I, and, I, and the, other, the weird thing about having a, a, a potential primary happening in Derby is now all these stories are shaking out from you know, it's one party against itself. Mm. So I've got all these stories. I'm like, I don't even know. I'm going to get to this. Yeah, Suddenly, yeah, everybody's yeah. talking. Yeah. Everybody, hey, did you hear this? Oh, no, I, I, yeah, you kind of kept that away from. Uh, but so, but I hope just, uh, you know, we want to see Derby and Ansonia succeed. I just hope people can offer uh, solutions. I think that's appealing. I think it's probably now more than ever. That's what we need on the local level is not just necessarily say why the other person is incompetent. But what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to address the problem? Mm. I think that's needed. So I know I, as a voter, I'd respond to that. Yeah. And it, like, I, like I've, it's a cliche to say this, but like, you know, I, I, you've, I've voted for members of different parties, like all my life, you know, you decide who the best candidate is, but it seems that like, there's a point of view where like these municipalities can only move forward if there's like one party with hegemonic control of like everything. What, what is that, that word? Like domination of, 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 well, of, yeah, you know, politics. Or, and it's like, well, like work together, you know, like, and like, that's a cliche too. It was like, well, can't you work together? Or at least it doesn't have to be, you know, there's that famous, uh, uh scene from Conan the Barbarian mm. where like, it's, I think it's like the first time Schwarzenegger speaks in the movie when he's at that point. He's just a trained fighter. He's a trained killer. And they're like, what are your, what's your mission? And he's like, don't crush everybody. You know, he's got that. I should probably look it up. Uh, but it's a great, it's sort of hilarious. But it's, it's not about, you don't have to necessarily uh, eviscerate your competition on yeah, the local yeah. level. Scorched earth. You don't like have to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it and doesn't. It, and it's one thing to like, you know, we all have our opinions about national politics, but. You know, that's that's Washington, you know, like, the, I, you know, we, we all like yeah. in, a, in a tightly 
closely knit communities like this, it's like, you know, and could, here's the I danger, that sort of attitude. Here's the danger. Like on the, on the, on the local level, it's on a much bigger scale. But when you start burning bridges and hurting people locally, people walk away. You might have somebody who could uh, do some good for a community, have some new ideas, and they're not getting paid for it. Mm. They're volunteers. And we've had this used against us when we uh, hit somebody for not following state law, like with the FOI and stuff. And it's and we, as a reporter, probably 10 years ago, that never mattered to me. It never... But, you know, we try to be human, too. Mm. But but my point is, if, you, if you're so mean, I mean, you think that people say the media is negative, but, you know... It's well. We have a draw here of the things that we receive. I mean, there's a lot more negativity. It could be you haven't seen negativity, but mm. but it could it drives people out of a community service, you know, because I think people walk away. And I think we've seen that over the last uh, however many years we've been around. I think there's some people that were very good for their community, got involved, and then just decided, uh, you know, this isn't I, worth the hassle. I, yeah, I got a couple of. Why, why am I going through this? And 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 they walk away. So. Hopefully it can be constructive. So, and, and, you know, it can do a lot of damage, especially in places like Derby and Ansonia, where you're trying to, it's been a long time trying to get the downtown developed in Derby. You know, I think one thing we can say for sure is that, yeah, if you have w- one party in and the other's just obstructionist, nothing happens. It just is that stagnation. So... We haven't gotten any calls, but uh, a couple comments. Chris LaRock, probably mispronouncing that, sorry. I think it's LaRock. LaRock. I have says, no idea. I don't know. At work, can't call. Can we discuss the latest on the Downtown Now project? Also, the 31-year-old mayoral candidate. Fresh blood is sorely needed in politics at the local level. He also says new projects like vibrant urban downtowns can't be designed for by suburban baby boomer voters and i think what it, the downtown now is that the that's the mayor's yeah, dpz partners DPZ partners in derby yeah and that's yeah, the yeah. thing that the new that, urbanism right that that was that's a whole initiative that's been heavily funded by grant money by mm-hmm. state grant money and uh derby brought in dpz partners this nationally known firm they did these charrettes, the series of public meetings where the people said well what do you want to see downtown and basically uh, it's a mix of retail. They want to have a downtown grid in the urb- in the redevelopment zone down there along the south side of Main Street, between Main Street and the Housatonic River. Uh, they want it to look like sort of like you know Greenwich Village looked back in the day. That type of feel, you know. I haven't been down in Greenwich like the West Village in a thousand years. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's sort of the, the vibe they're going for. Uh, as part of that, you know, the Route 34 expansion is a separate project. But right there. Yeah. So the consultant from DPZ sort of locally f- famously said, at least, you know, in this room, the the uh, Route 34 uh, design is lipstick on a pig. She convinced the public that, I think. You know, she made a, a persuasive argument there. Uh, the Route 34 project up to that point had been far along. It start, you know, it had been come along in the Steferi administration, uh, the Valley Council of Governments, now the Naugatuck Valley Council of Governments, and the uh, state DOT had this thing that was going to start whenever. It's hard to get always start dates. But anyway, the DPZ at the end of the downtown now thing, uh, and it's still underway in terms of the, the zoning regulations. It's still moving forward. Uh, it resulted in Mayor Degado sending a letter to the DOT asking for tweaks to the Route 34 widening which 
the state sort of came back and Naugatuck Valley Council of Governments came back and basically said, and you can, this was on a previous podcast that we published in, in an interview with, with Rick Dunn, the executive director of the Naugatuck Valley Council of Governments. Well, that's going to extend the, the start date mm. a bit. Uh, so that's that. Now the Republicans, the, the, that, that's the mayor. The mayor's saying, I'm going to invest a little time here. We're going to get a good project. Yeah, and like, the and then you have yeah. the, the Republicans are saying, "You're out of your mind. We need to start this thing. It's been a million years. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go." But like the backstory, of course, is that I mean, administration, prior administrations of both political parties brought in set different developers and said, "You know, here's the master plan. We're gonna have a, the here it is." Didn't happen, and all of that fell apart. Didn't ha- yeah. So that yeah, I, you so. know, I think the the mayor's uh, position is is unless I'm misinterpreting it is like you know she points to those failures and says let's take our time and do it right she, she, yeah. the republicans obviously say you know yeah and you'll see like pick even, it up a little and you'll see comments i mean even i think we talked to sheila o'malley the ansonia economic development director prior to former that, derby she was the derby yeah. she had been involved in the last redevelopment a lot of it when eclipse development and they were had a plan and nothing happened and prior to that there was ceruzzi development and then there was a lawsuit and the city had to pay 3.6 million dollars i think it was yeah so but but uh, my point being sheila malley had said like you don't need you know you don't need to spend all this money to know that you're gonna have a mix of retail uh you know you're gonna have a mixed use project there it's not you know, so there's definitely def- different opinions there. And you're right. I think Mayor Degato was saying what we've done in the past has not worked. And she also has pointed out that in terms of economic development, LifeTouch is sold. And that developer, mm. Shelton guy, uh, apparently. Salem, yeah, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, yeah that's sorry. why. I avoided the sorry, we're not. Yeah. But he has but plans. But with a track, somebody with a, a, he's a, a guy. track record of, of development. You know. Yeah. So he's, he's in there. He owns a property. He's got, uh, what is it? Hay in the f- what are stakes in the game? Skin stakes in the game. Uh, skin. There we go. So anyway, that's that. Oh, this has to be the most boring podcast we've ever oh, done. It's fascinating. We we've uh, the uh, Facebook. I don't know. I, th- I think we're being throttled. That's that's that should be uh, why we're not. Well, it's calls. four o'clock as we record this on a Friday. We let five hundred seventy-seven people reached. At, like, if know, we really had, uh, if we really committed to local news, we would have done this at eight p.m. Where there's actually people on Facebook because right now it's like people are on the highway. They're, the 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 uh, afternoon drive is starting early. Uh, people are trying to get out of the DMV and <laughs> Derby. Apparently, it's like. The road warrior there. They got Mad Max. And that's, I don't know, like the, the last time I went to a DMV. And what I would, let me just I, say, what happened today was they're, they're talking very about. very hot, yeah. It yeah. was hot. And I guess, unbeknownst to me, the Derby DMV, it's only open two days a week. It's a little, it's literally a closet. It's a, not a full service DMV. But it's mobbed now all the time. Uh, now they're talking about closing it temporarily. And, and the, I don't under, the state has confused me on that one but today it was so hot there was a line out the door into the train station and people were dropping mm. the uh, ems got dispatched there twice and the tv covered it and, and let me here's a little thing inside baseball thing people this morning there was a uh, report of a plane possibly had crashed around right. oxford airport so all the tv vans came running they were already here by the time they got here it took about an hour because I was listening, you know, and, and credit to the Oxford Fire Department. That's all I could hear on the scanner. There's probably others. But they were, I mean, boom. They get a report of a plane down. A bunch of volunteers are searching the woods, mm. trying to find wreckage. That's what's like going on. Eight o'clock in the morning. Right. Friday, yeah. And just all over. July. They they were everywhere. Credit to uh, Department Chief Scott Pelletier. But anyway, it turned out to be nothing. The, the, the plane did a touch and go, whatever the heck that is, and landed in somewhere else. 
And uh, so you got all these TV guys around, and suddenly everybody, they had their scanners going because they're listening to where the fire department is. I actually, I don't know if any of this is true, but it's got to be. Suddenly they got, oh, somebody's down at the Derby trains. Oh, let's go. It's a DMV. Oh, and now that's how news happens. All right. Is there anything else you want to add? I don't know. I'll probably never. I, I just might kill this one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of do this every once in a while. But at least we didn't get angry and badmouth anybody. We just come across like we're not too condescending, I don't think. No, no, not at all. Um, you know, looking for, well, looking forward to uh, covering the elections. Yeah. So, some parts more than others. All right, that's it. This is Eugene and Ethan from Good. Valley Indie. Dot org. Goodbye. For hundreds of years we've brought you the news. For the info we gave you the clues. Owners' profits were always sky high. Changing market now threatens our lives. Critical reading, dumbed down nation, signs have been breeding. TV sucking ideas from our head. Public discourse, just about dead. We'll ride the dinosaur. Yeah, ride the dinosaur. Our readers are in the opens each day. Online clickbait, a brilliant way.
but still other fans were here every day. So give us a chance and we'll make an art stand. Just hold us in your hand, yeah, and we'll ride the dinosaur. Yeah, ride the dinosaur.